0: Hey, folks, big announcement. I am now doing in-person readings in New York City at Earth Angel Crystal. It's just one subway stop from Manhattan. If you're in the New York City area and want a mediumship reading or a card reading with me, you now have a place to see me in person. For more information, go to juanfranciscospirit.com slash readings. You'll find everything you need to know on my website to set up your appointment. I can't wait to meet you in person. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having a lovely, lovely day so far. Or if it's the end of your day, hope it's closing out very nicely. So today we're going to talk about a pretty heavy topic. And I just want to say up front, I want to share this content warning for those who may feel, who usually feel triggered by this topic. So just want to give a fair warning that this will be a very deep conversation with you about the topic of this, of this podcast episode. So the fear of dying... I'm going to share my personal experience of the fear of dying. It started when I was a child. When I was as young as three, four years old, I had this intense fear of dying, of being no more. And I used to imagine myself as an old man on his deathbed or having a uh, heart attack. And it would freak me out. I remember being in the backseat of the car being picked up from daycare and coming home from daycare with my with one of my parents, and I would have a panic attack in the backseat of the car, and I would start crying, and I would say, like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. And to clarify what a panic attack is, I'm going to read the definition by the Mayo Clinic. So according to the Mayo Clinic, a panic attack is a sudden episode of intense fear That triggers severe physical reactions when there is no real danger or apparent cause. Panic attacks can be very frightening. When panic attacks occur, you might think you're losing control, having a heart attack, or even dying. Under the section about causes, it says, It's not known what causes panic attacks or panic disorder, but these factors may play a role. Genetics, major stress, temperament that is more sensitive to stress or prone to negative emotions, certain changes in the way parts of your brain function. They may come... On suddenly and without warning at first, but over time, they're usually triggered by certain situations. Some research suggests that your body's natural fight-or-flight response to danger is involved in panic attacks. For example, if a grizzly bear comes after you, your body would react instinctively. Your heart rate and breathing would speed up as your body prepared for a life-threatening situation. Many of the same reactions occur in a panic attack, but it's unknown why a panic attack occurs when there is no obvious danger present. So that is from the webpage by the Mayo Clinic about panic attacks and panic disorder. So when I say that I struggled with panic attacks when I thought about death as a child, I didn't know there were panic attacks growing up, but looking back, I know they were. I would start hyperventilating, I would start crying, and... I just felt this intense fear, this intense, like I would literally feel my body tense up, my whole body tense up, all the muscles in my body, especially the muscles on the back of my neck and on my shoulders. And I would start crying and hyperventilating. In my teenage years, I didn't think about death as much. I did to the extent that I thought about death in regards to religious, you know, lessons in my religious school about heaven and and Jesus Christ and uh, folks on the other side, angels and garden angels and heaven and hell. But I really didn't think about it too much as a teenager to the point that it caused many panic attacks or anxiety attacks. In my college years and on, those fears came back. And I was thinking about this earlier, where did this fear of death come from? To be honest, at the age of 3 or 4 i don't know how i would have started thinking about death at such a at, at that age such an early age so i have no clue in my young adult years i think that becoming a very religious person and thinking about hell as a gay man a gay christian man at the time and then going into a born again phase where i tried to get rid of my homosexuality by becoming more religious i'm sure those factors contribute to my fear of death to my fear of what's on the other side and where will I end up on the other side because I'm a homosexual man. But in regards to my childhood, I just I I can I can't put my finger on why at such an early age I had such a big fear of death. It may be because in my early childhood years I would hear about the death of people in our family, uh like my dad's great aunt dying. Um, I was made known about that. I never knew her, but it was just made known to me that my dad's aunt passed. And I remember that memory as a kid, hearing that news. Also, I was always told that my grandmother and my uncle are always looking after me from the other side. So I had an awareness of there being a beyond after this life. And maybe, um, and I just want to say that my parents Telling me those things about people on the other side and loved ones on the other other side, I think it was really important, and I think just my brain registered that you know positively and also a little bit um, it, it probably triggered that fight or flight response because then I thought of wait if other people can die that means I can die that means I need to not die I can't die I'm not going to die <laughs> I, I would just yeah I, I think it, it did sometimes the opposite effect and that's to no fault of my parents because. I don't plan to have children myself, but if I were, I would have spirit and discussions about spirit be a part of my child's upbringing. That's personally how I feel. Um, I think it's important to instill that as a spiritual person raising another spiritual human being, I would think that would be important to introduce your child to spirituality from an early age. Now, the next thing I'm going to say might surprise you, might not. I think I might have mentioned or talked about this or hit on it briefly in my first podcast episode that I published for Third Eye Sight. I still have an intense fear of death. Yes, I do mediumship. I read tarot cards. And you would think that these things would make me feel immediately more comfortable with the thought of passing on. They don't, but they help. So I'm turning 30 years old this year. I do have a fear of getting older. I think that's definitely a product of the youth society we live in. But it's also in large part due to my always existing fear of of dying. So I find it very interesting that the year before I turned 30 because I have been nervous about turning 30. That's why I'm mentioning it right now. I've been very nervous or I was very nervous about turning 30 and scared because it, it means a, a new decade of my life. And that scares me. That means I'm getting, it reminds me that I'm getting older. There are more years to live where, where which I'm getting older and therefore closer to death. <laughs> it's like the Pink Floyd song. Um, how does it go? Shorter of breath and one day closer to death from dark side of the moon. That's my, that's what my mind thinks about once in a while. <laughs> and I find it very interesting as I was going to say that the year before I turned 30, I discover or rediscover, depending on how I think of it. I rediscover my gift of communicating with dead people. Coincidence? I think not. I feel like spirit. The spirit world gave me this as a gift, an early birthday gift. Sort of like to say, hey, Juan, we know you're afraid of death. We know that you have a pretty restless mind about it, and you're afraid of getting older. In time for your 30th birthday, which you have been dreading, Here is the gift of talking to dead people. Get your mind off of death by confronting death. (laughs) It's very ironic, right? But there is something to practicing mediumship for me that really does help me cope with my anxieties, all of my anxieties, not just my fear of dying. It reminds me that I'm going to die and that many people have died and people who we feel it was before their time to die have died, unfortunately. But it does remind me also that there is more to life than just this, that there is hope of an afterlife where everything is just bliss and things are just beyond what we ever could dream it could be. It's much more wonderful than we could ever dream it could be. And you know, I am not the first human being in history to be afraid of death the way I am, and I won't be the last. And I think that what Tapping into my mediumship abilities and continuing to read tarot for people. Because tarot, for some people, reading tarot cards has less to do with death and mortality and more to do with the message um, of the current moment, a message for the current moment and what a person needs to know at the moment or what they need to know for a future moment. But for me, tarot cards do draw in spirit and spirit energy and spirit guides for me personally, how I read. So there is still that reminder of a hereafter. So I think to kind of put a cap on this subject, I'm learning more and more very, very slowly that I need to accept the fact that I'm going to die one day. I don't know when that will be, but I hope it's when I'm very old because to be quite honest, I really love living. I feel very privileged to say that I have a life that I really enjoy living. And I love experiencing the world as crappy as it can be sometimes. I really do enjoy my life. And I know not many people can say that, can say the same for themselves in their lives. And my heart goes out to them. I, 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 I recognize the privilege I have to be able to say something like that. And it's one reason that I have a fear, have my fear of dying because I do enjoy living. So I think there is definitely acceptance on my part to do. And if you're also afraid of dying like I am, I mean, I don't know if it's to the same intensity, but whether it is or not, just know we're in this together because you know what, girl? (laughs) We're all going to die one day. That sounds so morbid, but it's the truth. We're all going to die one day. We're all in this together and we don't need to face life alone. We don't need to face this fear of death alone. We're just living the human condition. As I like to say now, very often, we are souls living human experiences. We are souls living in human bodies. We are infinite. We come from the same source. We are all one. We really are. I know that's been said many times and may sound cheesy to some, but we really are. We are all the same inside. We are all the same. We are all souls living human experiences. So you're not alone. If you have a fear of dying like I do, you are not alone at all. Now, given the topic of today's podcast episode, I do want to be mindful that it can be a triggering subject for many who are listening, have gotten this far, or have listened half through, wherever you are. And if you happen to be listening to this part, I want to provide the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. This is for the United States. So for those outside of the United States, I will give you two other resources at the end of this little bit. So the United States National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. I'll repeat it again, even though you can go back 15 seconds in this podcast, usually for some podcast players, I'll say it again for your convenience, 1-800-273-8255. And this is their blurb from their website. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week across the United States. The Lifeline is comprised of a national network of over 180 local crisis centers, combining custom local care and resources with national standards and best practices. For those who are outside of the United States, I... Did a quick Google search, and I did find two resources. One is, if you look for Wikipedia, maybe you can search in the Google browser bar, Wikipedia followed by list of suicide crisis lines, you will find the Wikipedia page that is called list of suicide crisis lines, and it provides numbers for across the globe, various countries. I also found the website called findahelpline.com. That's findahelpline.com. So thank you for bearing with me as we talk about a difficult subject today. And I just want to leave you with, number one, I know it's not easy to listen to this topic. It's not easy to talk about it. I do feel it is important because this is part of our life to live. But the most important takeaway I want you to have is that I truly believe that our loved ones, that their energy has continued on to the other side. I don't know what that other side looks like. I don't know what it feels like to be on the other side. I don't know how it happens that loved ones can come through some of us and channel messages for those that are still in the physical world. It's mind-blowing to me still, but it happens it's one of those things that I wouldn't believe it if it weren't me <laughs> hosting this podcast and telling you if I were listening, listening to somebody else talk about it in my position, but it happens. So know that your loved ones are with you in energy, in spirit, that you can communicate with them. It just takes some practice and some quieting the mind. I really know that your loved ones are hearing your prayers. The answers may not always be what we want but the prayers are heard. And with that, I want to say again, thank you so much. And I hope to see you in next week's episode, which I promise will not be on this topic again. And I will not talk about this topic for a very long time. But that being said, let's do this together because we are in it together. See you next time. If you have a question or topic you want me to cover on Third Eye Sight, head to my website juanfranciscospirit.com slash contact and send a message my way. If you really enjoyed this episode, leave a review wherever you listen. I'd really appreciate it.